Good morning. Welcome to Simply Remarkable. This was created by Remarkable A Speakers Bureau, and I'm Sue Falcone, your host today and CEO and founder of Remarkable. Now, why did we create the show? We did this for you. So you could get to know the talent that we represent at Remarkable personally, just like we do. And you never know, you might find your next guest for the event you're looking for or someone, you know, someone that is. Also, you'll find out how remarkable they are and how they want to help you be remarkable too. Now, we welcome you today on this sparkly Friday and our live chat line is open. You can put questions and comments. We'd love to hear from you and where you're at. Now, our remarkable guest today, Lois Barth, is a motivational keynote speaker, a human development expert, an executive coach, and best-selling author of Courage to Sparkle, which we're going to find out more about. Now, she believes that where there is laughter, there is learning. So are you ready to laugh? I am. And also, she gives us the tools and the tips that's going to help all of us today, I know. And she encourages her audience and instills in them the courage to sparkle. And she is an event planner's dream to work with. Welcome, Lois. We are so glad to have you at Simply Remarkable today. Well, hi, Sue, and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited. Ready for us to sparkle. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. We are already sparkling, and we've yeah. already got people that are saying, yes, we want to sparkle. Yes, that's good. Great. Um, and who are you coming to us today from, Lois? Well, I call myself a hashtag Green Acres girl which means if some of you remember the sitcom from a long time ago, um, half the time in New York City, or I, I would say most of the time in New York City, but also part of the time in rural upstate New York. So I joke that my background noise is either jackhammering or sirens or coyotes howling and cows mooing. Um, so I get to have both experiences. Oh, great. Well, we'll make sure all that doesn't happen in these no, circumstances. You never know. You no background noise today, I promise. Oh, yeah. And of course, today in North Carolina, it is storming and raining, and we never know what it's going to do. So, so our broadcast director is making sure that we're staying here and we're going to be good today. So, to start off this fast 30 minutes, Lois. Yes. Everyone wants to know because to know a speaker and an event planner's dream personally, they're going to ask, how did you get ever get into being a motivational speaker, a coach, a human development expert, and a best-selling author? How did that happen? That is a really, um, that's a great question. Thanks, Sue. I, you know, it's interesting. I, I love playing with words. Words to me are like, um, they're tasty little morsels with no calories. And one of the things I feel is that people talk about career transitions, but I like to think of it as career translations, that what we take to each area of our life professionally is cumulative, that the very gifts and talents and interests that we have in one profession, we repurpose it into another. So it's more of a career translation. So mine was, I've always been fascinated by both 
creative transformation and um, the creative arts and the transformational arts. So I started off as an actress, a singer, stand-up comic, one woman show, arts educator. And at the same time, I was actually a medical massage therapist for many years. It, and it was a perfect in tandem with my business, um, one behind the curtain and one really center stage. And I really liked that. I liked that duality. And then I really started to get interested. And whenever I did my one woman shows, they always had a personal growth theme. People would come up to me and they say, I'm so moved by your one woman show, but it, it moves me towards action. Like I want to, I want to take on my life in a new way, or I want to look at my relationships in a different way. And what really started to happen was I started to get less interested in the acting per se, the acting business. It is a hard business and more interested in using my acting talents and skills and love of story and metaphor and brain science to really bring that to the motivational speaking realm. And then working one-on-one -on -one with clients as a coach to really make that transition, to really help them where they are, where they want to be, and help them guide them on the roadmap of their life. And the way I say it is sometimes talking them off the cliff and sometimes giving them wings to fly, because that's what we have to do, right? People are confronted with change, but they want to change. And so that's how that transition happened. And it was really kind of one of my loicisms, which stands for lessons, opportunities, insights, and solutions, is like life is always, always talking. Make sure you're listening. And I was just listening to my life, listening to that inner urge, that guidance that wanted me to keep doing what I'm doing, but have it be a different package. So that's how my journey went. What a fascinating journey. Wow. <laughs> Going from the state, from one stage to another. Exactly. And that's exactly what we do. Now, your book is entitled Courage to Sparkle, which I love. I love the whole feel of it, everything. But what does that really mean? And why is it so important to us right now? Yeah, it's really, it is my mission to help people have the courage to sparkle. And as you can see, I, I love my bling bling. My motto is it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that bling. And that's about life and our relationships. And so while I love sparkle, I have a whole bling bling bureau. I could probably start my own 12 step program, BBA, bling bling anonymous. I see sparkle as a wonderful metaphor to shine bright, to share our gifts and make a difference. And Sue, I don't know about you, but uh, my gosh, the world right now is on dimmers in many ways both personally and professionally and intergenerational. So <clears throat> to teach people the tools to shine bright, to share our gifts, to make a difference, that to me is the essence of the courage to sparkle. And that's, that's what I help people do both in my coaching and my speaking, whether I'm doing the keynotes or the breakouts, or usually I do a combination of both, is really help people mine for their sparkle and give themselves permission to sparkle and actually help them to clarify what does their sparkle even look like at this point in their life. That's fabulous. <laughs> look, we all love the bling too. <laughs> and we know yeah. how that works. But for everyone, yes, you bring a message that, yes, we need that permission, that courage. And thank you for sharing that because guess what? <laughs> we need that. You're right. We can see it today. Where our lights are not as... <laughs> They're dim. Okay. And thank you for just, sharing that. If you don't mind me just interjecting one sure. thing, Sue. Sure. Um, when I first started out, 
people saw it very female centric, right? Courage to Sparkle, but it has totally become really very co-ed, gender neutral. I can't tell you how many men come up to me and say, you know, men need to sparkle too. And I say, of course. And that's why my work is, yes, I do my female focused events, but I definitely have a lot of, um, you know, both genders. Uh, I, I had one man say, you know, real men sparkle. I go, hashtag real men sparkle. So I just wanted to say that. Oh yeah, because you're right. It, it includes everyone. So that that's, and I've seen that in action. So, hey, she knows how to, to bring this. She really does. Now, one of your most requested keynotes is entitled, Lead with your sparkle when the pathway is dim. Mm -hmm. Now, tell us more about what that means. And can you share with us some tools and tips of how to do that? Absolutely. Well, this whole, there's so many trends going on right now. Um, and unfortunately, a big one is quiet quitting or a sense of uh, a lack of loyalty between employer and employee. And so there's a lot of things in companies that are on dimmers. And when I say lead with your sparkle, come bring your best self, but also you have to navigate this seismic period we're in of uncertainty. So how do we do that, right? You lead with your best self, with your commitment, your values, your skills, your expertise, but the pathway is dim. There's not a linear process, especially now more than ever. So what I do is I bring my 4C methodology. I love, like I said, I love language. And the first C is curiosity. And the way I think of it is what yoga does to our body, curiosity does to our mind. It makes us more agile, uh, resilient, adaptable to change. And one of my lowest-isms is moving from criticism to curiosity. So when you're a leader and you're seeing something within your department or your company that you're upset about, yeah, you can get critical of yourself, the other people, the situation, or you can get curious. You can say, what can I learn from this experience? What is the opportunity? What's the next step? Getting curious with the teams that you lead, asking them questions, really listening to what they have to say. And the other piece is compassion, really dipping into what you or that other person is going through and offering an act of kindness, generosity, of patience. A little compassion goes a whole long way and people appreciate it now more than ever. I'll just go through the other two C's if that's okay, Sue. Sure. Yeah, and the, the third C is connection. See, during the pandemic, we thought that people missed being social. I don't think they really miss being social. I think they miss being connected. And that's the third C create connection. We all know that people want to work with people they know, like, and trust, but that doesn't happen unless you're connected. So how are you connecting with your department or your team or your partners at home or your kids? And we talk about tools to do that. And the last one, which is part of the title, you know, courage to sparkle is courage, right? Courage is the French root of the heart. It's not moving forward uh, in, instead of our fears or despite our fear, it's in addition to our fears. So to have those courageous, beautifully honest conversations with your team, with your department. And you know what? You can be a leader of one. I've seen incredible leaders who nobody, quote unquote, reported to them, and yet they made a huge impact. And those are the principles and the tools that I bring 
to my keynotes and to my programs. Okay, was everybody writing that down quickly? Mm, guess what? <laughs> we got you covered because we do have this on video. We will be rebroadcasting re it and it will be on our YouTube channel. So you don't have to take notes today. All right. So it's going to be there for you because I can see some of those people saying, oh, I'm going to miss this. And we don't, we're going to make sure you don't miss a thing. Right. All right. Now, Lois, I know you have a lot of Loisms. And, Loisism, and I love that word. You know, when I looked at it, I said, okay, let me pronounce it right. Okay, <laughs> Loisisms, all right. It, it rolls, all right. But it means, you know, this was what you were sharing with us of what it means. Uh, so tell us again, what does Loism stand for? And Sue, it is really a little bit of a tongue twister. You are not alone. So I just want to say that. So lessons, L for lessons, Lois-isms, lessons, opportunities, insights, and solutions. So one of my Lois-isms, which I just mentioned, is moving from criticism to curiosity. At any moment when life puts us on dimmers, we can get critical of ourselves, of the other person, of the situation, but we can also get curious. And again, that's just one of my many. I think I have about 400 now, my lowest isms. But thanks for asking. And they're little, what I call sound bites that stick, right? We need those reminders on a daily basis of those inspirational sound bites that are sticky and are gonna stay with us. So that's what a Loicism is. And thank you so much for asking. I love them. I, you know, when I see them, I, I smile automatically. I mean, oh. they, cause they just generate that to me. And in your keynotes and in your breakout sessions and in your coaching and everything that you do with HR experiences, all those things, many things that you do, I see that you are certainly high energy you're mm -hmm. certainly wanting to make sure that everybody enjoys what you're presenting Absolutely. and feels it and feels motivated when they leave but what other goals do you see that what you share and how you share it that are achieved as well that is a really great question sue i'm all about impact so my goal is when I speak, when I coach, even when I write, that the person on the receiving end is having an experience. It's not just theoretical in their head, oh, that sounds nice, but a deep understanding and how are they gonna apply it? How are they gonna apply it? So yes, when I speak, I, my commitment is it's high energy, I come out dancing most of the time, the whole audience is dancing, and depending upon the event, obviously, and we're interacting, we're doing body-centered empowerment exercises that not only are fun, um, and sometimes a little goofy and over the top, but actually are shifting brain science that are actually making um, permanent shifts in our neurotransmitters in our brain. So to answer your question in a, in a non-science way, we wanna make a shift. And I have specifically designed not only 
my content, but the tools that I give that people can do them literally in two minutes or less. Like yesterday, I did a program where we just did a rebooting tool, right? In my 2.0 program, I talk about computers freezing. Well, so do we. What do we do when we freeze? And literally walking them through a two-minute rebooting exercise where they get to assess their stress before and after. And most of the people went down by 50 and 75%. So these tools that they could take away right, right after the program, they can increase their productivity, their communication, their mindset. So that's what I am totally committed to. And of course, when I'm brought in for longer programs, whether it's consulting and coaching, looking at the long range goal, but still the keynotes, people have to come away with tangible little nuggets, gems to use my Courage to Sparkle brand. And I can assure people, <laughs> and you know, there are many leaders and event planners joining us today and that are having challenges on the engagement and productivity of their team members and the clients that are hiring them to provide some help for their companies or their associations or whatever. Do you have tips for us today that can help with those challenges that all of us are facing of engagement and productivity of our people? Absolutely. And it's a huge issue. And my, my heart goes out. My heart goes out because it's really, it's, it's heartbreaking to really want to um, leverage your team's gifts and um, their skills. And yet there's a gap between the engagement piece. So I'm going to actually circle back to my four C's. I'll go slower this time, but let's just take C, curiosity. So somebody on your team is not engaged and just a simple act of being curious of reaching out to them not even as your boss but just as person to person on a humanistic level to understand what might be going on with them what's going on with them what might be happening building a rapport with their team and i know this one of my lowest systems is common sense uncommonly practiced is just being curious gee that person's performance was really good up until a different part and now a point in time now they've slapped off something shifting let's get curious about what those things are so literally just asking questions just listening to what is going on in their life and just noticing wow is there any connection between when their engagement went down and what was happening in the company so that simple tool I'm really being genuinely interested in them and their life. I mean, people are hungry for what I call rapt attention, that what they say matters. A little bit goes such a long way. So that's one of many. I mean, I have so many other tools, but that's one that is just so important um, to me. Um, Sue, would you mind if I just share a story about how my next tool, Compassion, can make a huge difference sure. in a team. You've got, you've got the time. So um, the next tool is compassion. I'm going to keep going back to those four C's because my work is about mindset and methodology. Because when you create mindset, a shift, and methodology, that's when maximum results happen. So a long time ago, I was doing some volunteer work on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. 
<clears throat> and I was doing this after school program for a public school and we were just reading a book. That's it. Just a reading class after school. And um, we were reading Wizard of Oz and each, I think it was fourth graders, each, each person in the class, each student in the class read a paragraph. We talked about the paragraph, enhance reading comprehension. And this one little girl was just misbehaving, acting out. These are all the terms we use. Um, and disruptive. And she was playing with the little girl's hair. She tried to sit on my lap. She was putting her chair back until she kept falling. And I watched my patients grow thin. And I, I was setting nice boundaries. That's what my whole thing is, setting boundaries. And But my patience was growing thin. And I was just about to say, you know, hey, like you need to, you know, get a little bit more stern with her. And then somebody said, read a passage, a student that said that the munchkins were bald. And somebody said, what's, what's bald? You know, they're fourth grade. They may not know what that means. Somebody raised their hand, a kid raised their hand and said, oh, it, it means that you have no hair. And the little girl who was misbehaving said, no, it means your mother's in chemotherapy and she has no hair. All of a sudden, my judgment, my assessments, my impatience just fell, and my compassion just went. And that is what I call the power of the pause. If we take that moment to really be in ourselves or another person's life, I had a whole different experience of what she was going through. And I found a way to have give her the attention, positive reinforcement, not negative. So... That's how a little compassion goes a long way. And that translates totally to teams. You know, somebody is acting out instead of just either ignoring them or railing against them. What can they be going through? And I'm not talking about group therapy, but just simple tactical ways to do that. That is so helpful because, you know, it's hard to, to take that. And I think it's a time issue. Do you think, People just absolutely time. I mean, it seems like there's so many goals, so many things forcing at it. So, so how do you juggle that time to do that? I think you need to do a reframe. If you're really committed to your teams feeling connected, your organization being um, productive versus busy, I think you need to look that you you don't have the time not to connect. It's it's a way of looking at being productive versus busy. We get very caught up in being productive, but most of the time it's just busy work. Um, a lot of teams, they have so many priorities coming at them. They don't feel like they can actually talk to their boss and say, which of my three priorities should I focus on? Because I don't know. And they think, no, I should know. I said, nobody can read anybody's mind, have a conversation. So you're, yes, you're absolutely right. But I think it's also a reframing on, instead of saying we don't have the time, we, we really must take the time to set priorities, to set a work culture. You know, so many people talk about talent acquisition and retention, but the truth is people are looking for work cultures. They're not necessarily, they're, sometimes they're culture shopping more than they are career shopping. And to really look at what kind of culture do you stand by as an organization? It's not just your mission statement on the website. It's what are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis? And if you don't have the time 
to really connect, it is really making it a priority. And yes, we are still hamsters on the wheel, but it's a time to take a pause and say, you know what, we're going to get off the wheel here because we want to be productive, not busy, not just busy. That's a great message to us on this Sparkle Friday. It really, really is. So important. It is. It is totally. Thank you for sharing that. And in closing today, I have one final question for you. Sure. All right. I know you're ready. I mean, I'm ready. You're always ready. I'm on the edge of my seat, Sue. Go for it. (laughs) What are you going to do today? to be remarkable? Hmm, I love that question. And you are, you are the, uh, you are the poster woman for remarkable. Well, I'm going to, what am I going to do? Well, I have a presentation right after this and I have several clients right after this. So I am absolutely going to make sure that people come away with remarkable content, but a remarkable experience um, for their for their day. And in terms of me, I'm going to take a moment to just, to just really honor what makes me sparkle and celebrate. And what I love to do is connect with people like yourself, Sue, who are game changers and thought leaders and want to have an impact. And I also am going to probably have a heartfelt conversation with somebody in New York City while on the grocery line, because that's one of my things that I love to do that are remarkable. I love to have heart-centered conversations with perfect strangers. I don't think there really is such thing as a perfect stranger, not after you make a connection with them. How about you, Sue? I'm going to volley the question back to you. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Lisa, this is the first time I've been asked that. I love it. I love it because, hey. I I got to be curious. We got to be curious. Exactly. Exactly. Well, what I'm going to do is spend time with my CFO, who also happens to be my husband. Oh, uh, and valuing what he does in mm. our business and in our company, because he does many, many things. And I don't often sometimes remember, and mm. we've had a really busy week. So it's going to be time with him to say, <laughs> you're the best around at what you do. And I love working as a team with him. And he needs to hear that. He needs to know that. And yes. uh, you just inspired me because sometimes we don't take that time to do that, to thank those around us that keep us running and keep us doing all the right things instead so, of just chasing all the small New shiny things out there. So thank you for letting me share that. Absolutely. So and I love that. Acknowledgement goes a long way. A little bit goes a long way. It and does. Light up. Yes. I'm, so I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to tell me And I just thank you so much for being with us today, Lois. And I hope you have a remarkable weekend. Thank I mean, you. I wish I wish the same for you, Sue, and I definitely will. Thank you so much. And You're welcome. You, you, you hit what we needed to hear today, and we thank you for that. And everyone out there, we hope you will join us right back here next Friday, the 21st, when our guest will be Charles Ryan Minton. Now, he's the award-winning, world-class customer and employee experience keynote speaker, and 
He's the best-selling author of Thanks for Coming In Today. He was named, which that book was named as the 20 books to make 2022 your best year ever. And it's sanctioned right on to the 2023 list by Global Gurus. He was named recently top social media influencers in hospitality by the International Hospitality Institute. And he's number four on the worldwide top 30 hospitality professional speakers by Global Gurus. You won't want to miss this culture expert. And we also want you to subscribe, if you will, to our YouTube channel so you won't miss any episode of our show. And you can go back and see all the previous episodes. And remember, if you didn't take notes, that you can catch up there. And we hope that you will consider calling us today and saying, I want to have Lois at our next event, because I'm sure you will. And we hope you have a remarkable spring weekend, and we will see you next Friday. Bye-bye. Have a great one. You too, Sue. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.